Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabell, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. When your sleep suffers, you suffer major consequences beyond the dark circles under your eyes. You're probably grouchy and not fun to be around. Relationships and parenting suffer. Work productivity declines. Your level of cortisol, a stress hormone, is higher than it should be, and that makes you eat more and store more belly fat. In turn, your thyroid slows down, and insulin doesn't work well, and your blood sugar gets out of whack. You can't clear the brain fog, and nothing in your life seems to make sense. Your risk of cancer is quadrupled. Your risk of diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and heart disease increases as well. Did you know women who work the overnight shift have a 30% greater incidence of breast cancer? Night shift workers have significantly higher rates of diabetes especially in men. And just one night of sleep deprivation can make you as insulin resistant as a type 2 diabetic. Even worse, the average lifespan of a physician is 10 years less than the general public. And police officers, firemen, those of you who work during the night, thank you for what you do. But you are 14 times more likely to be chronically sleep deprived. The statistics go on and on. These are just a few, just to hopefully grab your attention enough for you to keep listening. Okay, I, got, I just, I really got to thinking the other day how I've been bragging lately about my sleep, how amazing it is. And not long ago, I could say this. Just five weeks ago, I couldn't say this. I was in bed for such a long period of time, but would never wake up feeling rested or ready for the day. Over the past couple of years, my sleep has suffered greatly by choice. I choose to work eight to five and be on call all night long at the hospital. And I choose to do personal training online and in person and try to be a professional bodybuilder. Like, what was I thinking? I kept saying, oh, sleep when I'm dead. Three hours, I can function fine. Yeah. Along come the shingles, the fractured clavicle, the hormone imbalances. It's not fun. I want you to feel amazing. I don't want you to go through what I've been through or your own journey, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's beautiful right now, but we start sacrificing in different areas of our life when things get crazy. So I realize with the holidays around right now, maybe you're missing people in your life. Maybe you're just a perfectionist. Maybe you're that person that stays up wrapping presents so they're so perfect. You just compromise your sleep. We live in a go-go world. We equate resting with laziness and we've just glorified being busy when really We can perform and accomplish much more at a higher level in less time if we approach the day rested. So when your schedule gets packed, let me guess, you cut corners, cut corners on your sleep. You go to bed a little bit later, you get up a little bit earlier, you pull all-nighters, you rely on caffeine and energy drinks. Ooh, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Today, we're going to deep dive into your sleep health. What's causing you to wake up foggy, toss and turn, and reach for those sugary treats late at night? You're not alone. You're so far from alone. But I just may have a few answers for you on today's episode. 
I want you to first start by asking yourself, are you sleeping well? Everybody defines this a little bit differently, but what I'd like you to think about is when do you go to bed and how long does it take you to fall asleep? You should be able to fall asleep within 20 minutes of getting into bed. Now, more than one third of adults have trouble sleeping at night. And as you get older and your hormones change, this gets even more and more difficult. So maybe you have trouble going to bed or maybe staying asleep or falling asleep. Maybe just the madness of the next day is just running through your head. Or maybe today just wasn't as planned. Recently, studies have shown people who clock less than six hours of sleep per night suffer from impaired reasoning, perception, The long-term effects were equal to those of chronic binge drinking. Wow, the damage we're doing. I know I've heard in a lot of books and read a lot of things, listened to a lot of things that always told me not to make any big decisions in the afternoon. We are most um, aware and our, our reasoning is best, our logic is best in the morning. So never buy a car in the afternoon, buy a house in the afternoon, say yes to a proposal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know who, who he is or who she is. She's probably perfect for you, but be careful about when you make your decisions. So what is insomnia? Do you have it? Well, do you find it difficult to fall asleep or wake up frequently in the night, unable to fall asleep again until the early morning hours? In the moment you wake up, you're anxious, you're frustrated and concerned. Your mind is racing. Why does this keep happening to me? How exhausted you're going to be the next day at work. Hey, you might as well get up for the day. It's 2 a.m. Right? No. You guys, the worry makes it worse. Try to remain calm and be positive. Take some deep breaths. Even get out of bed to read for a little bit. Keep the lights really low so you don't disrupt your circadian rhythm. I don't even have a normal lamp in my bedroom. I have a dimming lamp stays really low lit. And then I have these um, lights that hang on my wall that are really low lit as well. You don't want to be exposed to blue light. So keep your phone down. And in the moment when you're just like, I can't sleep and you're restless and you're anxious, remind yourself what's been going well in your life. What are you grateful for? This is where a good breathing exercise comes in or some yoga could be beneficial. And I can see you squirming right now at the thought of this saying, no, Shauna, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm just going to toss and turn. The mind chatter doesn't stop. It's taken over my life. Be an observer of your mind. Don't be your mind. I just went through all of this, like I told you guys, and it wasn't the first time, but I was anxious and depressed and sick and my body was talking to me. It wasn't healing. Every day I woke up foggier and foggier. And this all stems back to what are you feeding yourself? How are you treating yourself during the day? Do you make time for you? Let me tell you, these last few weeks, I've healed like you can't even imagine. Sleeping like a newborn baby, 9 to 10 hours at 31 years old, that's insane to me. Without a sedative, you guys. (laughs) It's magical, and I want this so bad for you. So, a few things that might be causing your insomnia. It could be excessive coffee or tea during the day, caffeine, right? So, try to stop drinking any caffeine um, before 2 p.m. Keep the beverages in moderation and earlier in the day. Okay. High cortisol levels. So this is your primary stress hormone, fight or flight, right? Again, your body doesn't know if it's stressed about the, you know, fact that you just stubbed your toe or that you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. This stress hormone staying chronically elevated is going to do so much damage to your body. It's going to keep your mind racing. It's going to suppress your melatonin production, which is your sleep hormone. 
Okay. So by balancing your adrenal glands, you're going to heal your digestive system. You're going to lower your systemic inflammation and you're going to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. You're going to feel so good. Get grounded, get in nature, take a walk, take care of yourself. Other causes of insomnia, possibly low levels of progesterone. So this is common in menopausal women. And this hormone creates higher levels of serotonin, which makes you happy. Feel good hormones, right? You can supplement with things like Vitex. um, But again, consult your doctor if you're already on things, if you're on any antibiotics, anything like that. Everything I talk about, you guys, is herbal remedies. um, And you can find this information in books, on Amazon, all these things. Um, possibly low le- levels of magnesium. I call this the mighty mineral. Okay, 90% of us are deficient in it. Magnesium calms your nerves, helps you relax. Okay, I linked a few of my favorite products in the resources at the bottom of this podcast. But you can also take Epsom salt baths. Those are wonderful. Okay, magnesium is a certified anti-stress mineral. It's going to balance your blood sugar, Okay, your blood pressure. It's going to relax your muscles, reduce pain. I rub it on the bottom of my feet every night before I go to bed. Okay. So take care of yourself. A few other things that could be causing your insomnia, low iron. So maybe you have some restless leg syndrome. Talk to your doctor. Assess your diet. Even if you're eating foods high in iron or good nutrients, you guys, if you're not, if your body is not in a state to receive them, and depending on the state of your digestive system, you may or may not be absorbing the nutrients. Okay, so think about that. Sleep apnea, okay? I don't know if you have parents that snore or a significant other that snores, but I go back to when I was growing up, my dad, my poor, poor dad. You literally are depriving your brain of oxygen. It's, It's really bad for anybody in your life. So go get, there's machines, there's help for this. Go talk to your doctor about this. You don't want to stop breathing in the night. And lack of exercise. Lack of exercise, you guys, that's huge. It helps regulate your cortisol levels in the day. Boost emotional well-being, okay? Tell me when the last time was you regretted a workout. You didn't. So go move your body. Take care of yourself. And low blood sugar in the night could be causing your insomnia as well. So ask yourself, what am I eating before bed? This matters. Simple sugars before bed and you wake up starving, looking for food, which is going to lead me into NES or night eating syndrome. So think about these things, really. So if you answered yes to any of these things that I just spoke about, you're not alone again, but what should you do? I want you to take a deep breath right now. Think about what your breath does for your body every single day. Meditation, yoga, laughter, use guided meditations. I love the Calm app. Start with two minutes. It'll be 30 minutes before you know it. Watch your life transform before your eyes. I'm literally living proof. I've only been doing this, you guys, for less than two years, okay? Nighttime activities, be careful what you're doing. Use blue light blocking glasses, candle candlelight after the sun goes down. No blue lights, no blue lights. Put your phone away, okay? Talk to somebody, talk to yourself, talk to your dog. I don't care. Read, no stressful projects or phone calls. And keep the bedroom for sleep and sex, okay? Everything else, out of the bedroom, And now you're like, but Shauna, what pills can I take? I know. I hear it all the time. Most people run to melatonin to combat disrupted sleep, right? Really, melatonin is best for time zone adjustments and for people who have trouble falling asleep. 
But if you wake up in the night and have interrupted sleep, there is something called 5-HTP. Again, I linked it in the resources. It's actually a better supplement to take. And be careful about the melatonin you order as well, you guys. Um, the one I linked is Herbitonin. I've been using for a while. It's 3MG, but in the store, it's 10 milligrams, and that's way above what our body produces and what our body needs. So I highly suggest ordering online um, through the link that I provided in the resources box. I love it. It's helped me a lot, um, especially because I travel a lot. So that's insomnia. Now, night eating syndrome. This is something that's fairly new to me and been brought to my attention by a couple people in my life, a couple clients, a couple friends. And I just thought, you know, I want to deep dive into this to see what might be going on. And there's not a lot of research on it. But what constitutes night eating syndrome? You're lying in bed, you can't sleep. So you think a little midnight snack might help soothe your nerves. Perhaps you should think again. The occasional midnight raid on the refrigerator poses no threat to your health for most of us. But a habitual pattern to combat sleeplessness or night eating syndrome can play a powerful and destructive role in people battling obesity and health issues. Did you know night eating syndrome affects as many as one quarter of severely obese individuals? It's an actual eating disorder. It occurs alongside with frequent sleep interruptions. So people with NES feel like they won't be able to get back to sleep without eating. They wake up several times in the night. They may feel ashamed or depressed. Okay, and what do our providers do? Our conventional doctors, unfortunately, you guys, a lot of them throw out a combination of antidepressant medications and therapy. I'm all for the therapy, but those antidepressants are destroying your gut bacteria and your health begins in your gut. And I just, it's a vicious cycle. And NES can have a major impact on your life, on your health and well-being. Not only can you gain weight and have excessive daytime sleepiness, it really makes you feel out of control of your life. Okay? If you haven't addressed this with your provider, just be honest with them about what you're feeling, what you're going through. Okay? That you feel the need to eat. Okay? Tell your provider, tell people that if you feel sad, anxious, or embarrassed, You have to talk about these things. Don't keep this to yourself. Okay, so what's the outlook? What does this look like? Now, untreated NES can cause a lot of health problems, long-term emotional challenges, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, okay, from carrying the excess weight and not functioning properly. I dealt with a little bit of brain fog. I can't imagine living my whole life like that. Now, you might be asking yourself, can I prevent NES? Now, you may not be able to prevent it, okay, fully prevent it, but there are definitely steps you can take to improve your health and get restful sleep. So I want to offer you a few things. So choose healthy foods. What does that look like for you? Well, get rid of foods that are high in fat and sugar. This can help you avoid indulging in them at night, okay? Keep the healthy foods at home. Practice good sleep hygiene, so keep your bedroom at a comfortable temperature. Go to sleep at the same time. Your body loves consistency. And avoid caffeine and electronics close to bedtime. Keep an eye on your mental health. We're doing a lot of talking about mental health these days. Try to manage your stress, meditation, deep breathing. Talk to people. Counseling and therapy can be wonderful. It can really improve your mood. And stay active during the day. Again, exercise, physical activity. It helps you sleep better at night. It's so crazy if I go a day without exercise, it's my rest day, but I will sometimes see a big difference in my sleep patterns. 
Now, different providers treat NES differently. And again, you want to talk to your provider because what you need is going to be different from what somebody else needs. Uh, A lot of them go to cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a type of talk therapy, which can help. Um, Antidepressant medications, again, uh, SSRIs, they boost your mood and regulate your emotions, but they come with a lot of, a lot of negative side effects. Mind-body exercises, uh, melatonin, like I said, it helps control your sleep-wake cycle, but it just depends. Are you waking up in the night? Because in that case, 5-HTP might be your better bet. And a weight management program. So a healthy, healthy program that you can sustain where you can choose good foods that fuel your body. What's interesting enough, what I find with these types of people is that they're not very hungry during the day. They eat the majority of their calories later in the evening, which is also doing damage. Okay, so really plan out your meals. Okay, stop eating at a certain time. You shouldn't be eating two to five hours before bed. Sounds like a big time frame, but every bite you take restarts your whole digestive process And that takes up to four to five hours. So that means like in your sleep, instead of burning fat in your body, like cleaning house, it's trying to digest food. And at this time, melatonin production has increased and all the digesting hormones have decreased. So everything is slowed. Listen to your body. Okay, NES has been linked to hormone imbalances, high cortisol, low melatonin, and leptin make things worse. Now, leptin's your hunger hormone. It's, it, which rises at night to suppress your appetite. But it was found to be lower in people with NES, partly explaining their nocturnal food cravings. This is not something you can fix overnight. My clients who are suffering with this, every single week it's a win. I went three nights without walking to the refrigerator. I put a note on my refrigerator that says, not tonight, not today, you're stronger than this. It's crazy. But I want to acknowledge this because it wasn't something I was aware of. And if I've been encountering more and more people going through this, I feel like there could be a few people that listen to this podcast that can relate. So again, get rid of the sugary snacks. Talk to people. Keep an eye on your mental health. Okay, avoid antibiotics and medications as much as possible. There are a lot of herbal remedies. Again, find a naturopathic doctor. Find somebody that's going to work with you, mind, body, and soul. Okay. So listen, your schedule is going to get packed full. Don't cut corners on your sleep. Don't go to bed later and get up earlier and pull all-nighters and think that that's okay. It's not. You can't short yourself two hours of sleep per night and expect your body not to notice. That comes out to more than 56 hours of missed sleep in one month. Think about this. If you go to bed one hour later and get up one hour earlier than you should for one month, You're shortchanging your body almost two and a half days worth of sleep. What? Uh Uh-uh. I don't want to talk to you if that's you. Mm -mm. Sleep gives us daytime clarity, workplace productivity. It strengthens our immune system. It allows us to show up. Show up for you and your family and people that you love and care about and that stranger who doesn't even know you yet. But I guarantee you won't even look up, make eye contact, and smile with them if you're sleep deprived. This vicious cycle of undereating, lose, gain back, gain more, metabolic adaptation, our hormones influence us to do this. It's not your fault. You're not a failure. So if you're undereating or overeating, really struggling with sleep, just know like society is deeming a lot of this as normal. 
So you're not alone. But I just want to raise your awareness. And just remember this. Much of what you're doing late at night can be done during the day with some strategic planning and some good prioritization. Okay, we all have the same 24 hours. It's really up to up to you what you do with those hours. Okay, that's what makes the difference. So call to action, what I want you to think about. Have you created a routine to ensure you are consistently getting more than six hours of sleep per night? And if you haven't, can you start tonight? Are you handling the demands of life well? Where are you staying in fight or flight mode? How can you get out of that? And lastly, are you wearing your stress as a badge of honor? Are you glorifying being busy? If you are, you're not going to be around long enough to talk about it. So please take a deep breath. Think about your sleep. Think about your schedule. Think about what matters. Okay? Think about how you can show up today even better than you did yesterday. And remember, those dark circles under your eyes are just a small, small consequence of not getting any sleep. Take what you need, leave what you don't. I'm so grateful for you. I love you all so much. If you have a minute, please rate, subscribe, review, send this podcast to somebody who's not getting enough sleep. Maybe it's because it's the holidays. Maybe it's because they have a newborn baby, but there's always five minutes you can give yourself. Okay. Be kind, give back, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.